Welcome back to Next Scene Podcast, the podcast taking on pop culture one scene at a time. We continue our very special coverage of The Muppet Christmas Carol. Once again, I am your host, Sean. And I'm your other host, Brian. And today with us, we have a very special guest, all the way from Mean Girls Minute and Way to Dune Minute, it's Liz Whitaker. Hi, thanks for having me. I do I do exist. Yeah, you do exist. Thanks for Thanks for joining us. And listeners, we've got, this is our special bonus. We've been kind of teasing it and plugging it all season long. This is, uh, today we will be covering When Love is Gone, which is the cut, a little bit of a cut scene, the cut song that was removed from the film for the theatrical release. If you're watching along at home, this comes, it's about, about 44 minutes and 48 seconds into the 86 minute version of the film when Belle gets up, uh, you know, she's breaking up with Scrooge and he's saying like, you know, business isn't good. I can't get married yet. She gets up and walks away. And then suddenly she's walking past Gonzo and Rizzo. And that's the moment where this song would be between her getting up and when she passes the the two puppets is, is where the song would be. And um, some people are going to be familiar with the song. If you grew up, this it was taken out for the theatrical release. They put it back in uh, for the TV edit. And if you grew up watching this on VHS, on tape, you would have seen the song. But now if you later bought a, a DVD or if you now stream it, if you're streaming the film on Disney+, Plus, the song is is back out. So maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. So not really sure where to start because this is so th- th- there's all the action is in the film. What is cut is just the song. And it's for those who haven't seen it, it's it's a breakup song. It is it is Belle singing to Scrooge about um, how how love has gone, how once she saw a future uh, with them together and they had the, the sweetest dream that they had ever known but now it's gone. So it's a real, it's a, it's a tearjerker. And I, it's, it's strange that you see, you know, suddenly Rizzo is crying and, it, and Scrooge is crying. The, the old Scrooge who's watching on Michael Caine, he's crying as well. And everyone's sentimental. And yeah, if you don't get the song, it seems kind of like, wow, where he's, everyone got real sad, real fast. And if you see the song, then that, that explains it. See, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and jump in and uh, have a have a take. All right, please do. Yeah, jump I in. Jump ahead, takes. I actually think the breakup scene is more poignant without the song. I think you don't need it. I think oh. Scrooge, by just having her say, I think you did once, he knows. Mm-hmm. And he knows exactly yep. what she means. And he has known it for however long it has been since that day happened. And I think that explaining herself to past Scrooge sort of undercuts the moment a bit. And I think that there are a few lines in the song that I think actually undercut the love story or the greatness of the love. Because mm-hmm. she actually says at one point, it was almost love. She goes from being like, yeah, we were in love. It was a great story. We were going to have happily ever after. So that they could get to the line, it was almost forever. Mm-hmm. They added the line, it was almost love. And I've that I don't know that sort of soured it for me. It did like how it it gave us it made the song at the end be a bit of a have a bit of a reprise of the right yeah because it I only watched this song once so I can't yeah but you get a bit of a 
Yeah, it comes back at the end. What is it? When love is found. So yeah. there's a reprise at the end, which is more emotional and makes more sense if you have actually the song to call back to. And then uh, it plays over the, the closing credits. But I mean, that's we've, we've seen that in other films where you where you just have a song that's only in the credits. Uh, we, we had that with was it Batman Forever has Seal. Uh, kiss, you know, kiss from a rose. That's a just over yeah. the credits, and like that's yeah. the biggest song from that movie, and it's not really in the movie; it's just in the credits. So, um, you know, having it over the credits isn't necessarily strange, but yeah, you miss that that callback. Yeah, I like that that it kind of picks up the, yeah, the kind of the, it was almost love, it was almost forever. Kind of makes it seem like she's not, she wasn't as into it as she is. And there is a, and I, I think I, I already said it. Kind of, I, I feel the the transition is kind of jerky where suddenly everyone's crying that you don't really, you don't, I don't always get it without the song, but um, we do get like, we do get it from Scrooge. Cause when the, when the, the ghost of Christmas past says, okay, we, we go to another Christmas. He knows. Yeah, he says, he says he doesn't want to go there. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't want to go. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. But so I, I, like, I want to, sorry, go ahead. I, no, I was going to say that I, I like the idea of not having the song. I don't know. I, I just, I, less is more with me with a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah, this is obviously they're, you know, in a song, you know, like a play, like any musical, they're talking, they're able to get inside your, the, the character's head so they can tell you exactly what's happening. But without that, I like just like the subtlety of it. I, I, I like that take a lot. No song, just as emotional, if not more. Yeah. Yeah, and I that will line, say, oh, I was go just gonna, I was just gonna repeat like the, the the point you made, Liz, that the 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 dialogue that it ends on um, when when Scrooge says "I love you, Belle," and she says "You did once," and then just walks away, like what it's it's more that's a baller move, you know, yeah, just to just to drop the mic. You did once, and now yeah. now I got to walk away. Now I I have to say one thing. Now this is this is this is a crazy thing. You want to know the saddest part of the scene for me? Yes, I do want to know the saddest part of the scene for you. It's when Gonzo looks at Scrooge and then looks to the old Scrooge. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. It just, it's so sad. Just this, I mean, again, we talked about this a lot about just like the, like the Muppets and how that is. It's just so sad. You could just see in his face. It's like Gonzo just looks heartbroken. Yeah. Gonzo always knows. I, I, did you guys pick up on any of that, or or is this just me? Yeah, well, I I, I didn't notice Gonzo as much because what really gets me is Rizzo, how emotional he gets. Oh yeah, they, they both kind of, I guess, do like they look at him and then they turn to the old or to the old Scrooge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like that's the moment where he his path is forever charted to becoming old grumpy scrooge like this is the moment where up until bell left him he still could have been sort of just middle of the road pleasantly happy dude with you know a life with the woman that he loved mm-hmm. there was still that chance but when she leaves his path is forever marked to becoming who he is at the beginning of the movie yeah, I mean it's it's a very Anakin moment where like yeah, I mean he could <laughs> you know where like up to this point he could have just been sort of the garden variety 
Yes, he has a wife and family, but he's a little spends a little too much time in the office. He's a little bit too much invested in business, but he's not a hundred percent. Like he does still have the family, but this is sort of that the turning point where it's like, no, it's gonna be he turns to the dark side. It's gonna be all business and no no room for love or friends or family. Um, but I think I think it does it captures that without the song and seeing the emotion showing us the emotion of the old Scrooge and the emotion of, uh, you know, Gonzo and Rizzo looking on. And so the, the scene, the whole, this whole scene from they, they come here, we, or we come here from the Fozzie wig Christmas party. And then it ends with um, it, it ends when uh, Scrooge returns, when the, the, go, the, the spirit returns him to, his bedchamber, and the next part is he's awakened by the the ghost of Christmas present. So as it is with in the theatrical cut, that whole scenes it's about a minute twenty. When you put the song in, it's a little over four minutes. So I do think it kind of breaks it up. It kind of slows things down between, you know, yeah, between the you know, the Fozziewood Christmas party and then the energetic uh, ghost of Christmas present. It's kind of a you know yeah. like a long extra three minute downer. The one thing I it mean, does give us. Oh, no, go, go ahead. Mike can really go at the end. No, with with like what Sean was saying as far as having almost like a a break. I mean that 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 could have been. I mean in the whole cut, you know that might slow things down. You have a little bit of a breather. You know I could see that working as as, as almost like a, a but, pause. Like you know like a minute minute and a half. That's a good, good palate cleanser. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it would depend. Um, and, and the director, um, he wanted to keep this scene in. He really likes the scene. It was the, the folks at Disney, you know, the, the, um, the pencil pushers and stuff, they found in, in test screenings. At this point, the, the kids started to get restless, mm-hmm. which it's, it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's not a terribly long movie. So without the song, it's 86 minutes with it. It's 89, but you're right about exactly halfway through. It's about 44 minutes in. You know, they saw kids getting restless. And the other justification is there's there's no Muppets involved. The Muppets, you know, we see Gonzo and Rizzo in the beginning and kind of we see him at the end as, as Belle walks away. But it's it's a scene that's just between two humans. They're not, there's no Muppet singing. There's no Muppet audience. They're not singing to Muppets. <laughs> and I think it was, you know, just... It was the the first Muppet film after uh, Jim died, and uh, Brian Henson his first time directing. So, and he was I think he was twenty eight. Like he's pretty young. So I think he he kind of got bowled over by the studio. And at the time, he said he agreed with it. And then later in interviews and commentary, kind of came back and said, "Well, no, I uh, I disagree." But I can and I, and I've talked to some other people who have said like. When even watching at home, like yeah, they notice their kids get kind of restless, you know, when they when when they you know when they were watching it on VHS, like yeah, this kind of this kind of bored the kids. And when they found out, oh, I can get a DVD version that's the theatrical cut without the song, that they actually preferred it. I mean, to be fair, I didn't watch it in the context of the rest of the movie, but Mm -hmm. I, as a grown adult human, got bored in the middle of it. Okay. Uh, but I did really what the one thing it did give us was um, more time to look at Elle's costume, which mm-hmm. is adorable. 
and I enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. And yeah, well, because <laughs> so so you know, more, worth it for that, maybe. It is good, and uh, don't get much of Belle. You know, we just get a we just get the introduction at at Fozziewig. So it's it's more time with Belle. She's got a great period costume with a nice little bonnet. Um, Scrooge has got a nice overcoat, uh, top hat that we see. You know, I don't know what he's got underneath it, but we, we, yeah, if you're um, if you're into costumes, and we have an episode coming up where we'll be talking a lot more about the costuming in the film. If you're if you're into like Victoria era dress, you could certainly you can just kind of like turn the ears off and and just look and just enjoy the sights. Um, so on that note, you, you you talk about you kind of seem to prefer the the film without. What's your what's your history with the the Muppet Christmas Carol? Did you grow up with uh, the theatrical release, or had had you seen this before? I I remember. Well, I actually I think I remember seeing it as a kid. It seems mm-hmm. unlikely that I saw it in the theater because we weren't really like a movie theater family. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Disney Channel. I don't know actually where I would have seen it, but I do remember it. It was a movie I remembered loving. And so when they finally released it from the Disney vault and I could get it on Blu-ray, I think mm-hmm. it's one of the only movies I have in my iTunes because I actually bought it on Blu-ray and it came with like an iTunes version. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, so it has been an annual watch for me since I acquired it in uh, modern viewing mechanism. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm assuming that the the digital download that came with that would have been the the theatrical release without the song. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever seen it with that song in it. Well, I think the the Blu-ray as well. I cuz I have I have a DVD that has it both ways, but the one the version with the song is the TV version, the you know, the version you would have gotten if you bought it on VHS tape and it's VHS quality. Like it's not pretty to look at. I've, you know, on, on a big modern TV, eh, it doesn't look good. Like my preference is definitely watching the HD version, the the widescreen without the song. Yeah. And now what, what's the, now the song, what's the version with the song? What are they calling it? Is it director's cut or, or is it it's, nothing? It's the shiny new 4K. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's oh. the, um, I guess it's just the, the TV edit. Okay. Oh, that's terrible. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if that, yeah, I, I think, well, I think I, I don't have my DVD case in the room with me. I think they call it, well, it's the pan and scan version because mm-hmm. it was made back when TVs were, well, not, it was like the square the, or the four by three aspect. So it's mm-hmm. the square screen version versus the widescreen. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's, I think, yeah, I think the officially, at least on my DVD, it's officially called the pan and scan version. It's sort of the opposite <laughs> of a director's cut because the director has come out and said he didn't like this cut. He preferred it with the song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's like, what's, what's your feeling, Brian with, cause I, so you just saw the film for the first time recently. Right. I assume you I, saw it without the song. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's tough to say. I you know what I I gotta be honest, Liz. You got me into this. No song, but the scene stays. I, I'm liking that. 
like maybe it was just an extra few seconds of her like what we get her sort of walking through those pretty glittery trees and then mm-hmm. like maybe humming the song walks over the bridge yeah. i mean it's almost it is now that you say it's almost too much with the song mm-hmm. it's like we do get it it's like we don't need to be told we do get it yeah well there's because there's when when they first even cut to scrooge and bell sort of sitting on this bench outside and you know with snow and you know this winter scene the score there's kind of hints of the melody so you're like Mm -hmm. yeah keep the melody and have that going for maybe 30 seconds and have you know walking her sadly forlornly walking through this winter scene and then it's then you know we don't have the lyrics we don't have the song but the melody is kind of in our mind so that when they bring it back at the end to say when love is found, we kind of we recognize it. So like there's hints of it. But I think if you don't know the song, I don't think there's enough that you're going to remember it when they bring it back at the end. Right. The way they had it. Yeah. We're fixing. And what, Sean, you prefer with without the scene altogether? I prefer without. I don't really like the song. And now we watched... I, I probably saw this, you know, in the nineties when it first came out or soon after, I don't really remember. I really remember this from when I got together with uh, my now wife and then girlfriend, when I started spending Christmas with her family. And this was one, they had three movies every year. Um, we watched Scrooge national lampoons, Christmas vacation and the Muppet Christmas Carol. And they had, they had all three on, uh, on tape on VHS so we would have watched the TV edit version with the song. And that was the version my wife knew, Catherine, growing up. You know, she knew it with the song. And then she was surprised when I, I when I bought it on DVD and said, you know, let's, you know, time to update the, the catalog. I mean, this tape has been played over and over again for 20 years. Let's it's time to retire it and, and move to new technology. And then the first time we watched it on disc, she's like, wait a second, like there's something missing. And I'm like, wow, this movie is suddenly so much better. <laughs> I, I i yeah i prefer without the song i do think it's too long i do think it kind of it's it's just too much of a downer it's too much of an emotion i know we're it's supposed to be sad and and there needs to be some emotion to justify the transition and the change that scrooge grows through it just seems too much of a downer to then go on that huge upswing upswing when the ghost of christmas present comes in and he's so so up and so happy and, and so energetic that it kind of like it gave me like whiplash. So I mm-hmm. I prefer the without. I definitely prefer the without. Whew, I was nervous that I was going to come in here and say I'm not feeling this song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to be like the Scrooge of the podcast. <laughs> I you know I I I know that there are people that um, that really like it, and and some of that is. If you grew up with the TV version, if you kind of grew up with the song, and um, I can see that, yeah, yeah, you know, but some of it is 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 what you're used to, and if you're more into the the romance angle and the relationship angle that that this kind of feeds into, but yeah. yeah, what every kid wants to see the relationship angle, yeah, exactly. That's another thing. Like, so this is definitely now. I think the Muppets have always been a sophisticated kind of humor that appeals to adults and adults can enjoy, but this is definitely a kid's movie. And like, yeah, do kids really want to sit, you know, it's not even, it's like, it's bad enough. Like kids don't want a love song, but it's, this is like a breakup song. Like do kids, you know, yeah, are kids going to be into that? 
<laughs> I don't, you know, so I, I, I do agree. Is I think it was the right move to cut it out. I think it's good without but it. We all, we pretty much all agree. That's it. It's gone. Yeah. But wait, you know, not everyone agrees with us. And this is uh, breaking news. This actually broke as we're recording this. They supposedly, so the story was, if you believe it, the story that Disney was telling everyone, including Brian Henson, the director, was in making the TV edit, they lost the original. So they're saying Disney had claimed they lost the original film and the video masters of this scene, which is why even the even the DVDs that had it included, it when they put the scene in, it was either only just uh, like a bonus feature or only in the TV, uh, like a pan and scan version. They hadn't released an HD version of the full movie with the song because they claimed they lost the original. Disney, uh, yeah, Disney just announced on December 10th that in the process, they've been doing a 4K uh, remaster. They've been remastering the film for an ultra high def 4K release, and they found it. They found the original footage of this scene, there will be a 4K ultra high def release of the full movie with the song put back in. Now, with the song put back in as another version? Like, hey, you get the movie and you get this other cut. Or is this going to be like, this is it. This is the movie now. I'm guessing, I, I don't know for sure. Now, they haven't announced a date and they haven't announced the format. Like, is this, you know, is the new 4K, is it going to be available on, uh, you know, an ultra high def Blu-ray? Is it only going to be through Disney Plus? We, uh, I don't think they've said as of, um, you know, as of recording, we don't know the format that it's going to be released. But my guess is they won't give you a choice. That if you want this film without without the song, you go out now, buy the DVD, buy, buy the Blu-ray while you still can, that when they come out with the new edit, that that's the only one that's going to be available. That's oh, what I expect. Wow. Well, I mean, now this is this is controversial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, this is controversial. They're going to put the, they're just going to put it in. They're they're going to they're putting it back in. Now, I don't I'm not a Disney expert, so. You know, I'm not speaking from any authority. That's just kind of, I know how, I know, you know, Disney plays games with their, you know, they they put things in the vault and then they take them out of the vault and, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to be mm-hmm. available and, and what's not. I know they play those games. So my hunch is they're going to be like, this is the, you know, this is it. This is the version. And that's, you know, you'll, you'll get what we give you and you like it. This is what you get. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, is- I was just like, yeah, you got what you get. You, that's what you get. Or Disney. Yeah. So for I mean, so for those, you know, for those who want this scene and they want it in widescreen, you know, they don't want an old VHS quality version. It's good news for them. For the folks that want this without the scene, I assume, you know, um, you know, maybe there'll be a chapter break. You can just skip over it, or you know, buy one of the the DVDs or the Blu-rays. Um, that's available now without it. But uh, yeah, so the you know, as of right now, the version that's streaming on Disney Plus is without the song. But yeah, sometime soon that that's going to change and it'll be the 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 longer version with with the extra scene. Wow. So there you go. It's 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 coming back. So you know, we we felt one way. Apparently, there's a lot of people that uh, 
uh, you know, a lot of people, including the the director himself, that feel another way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I guess it takes all kinds. Um, <laughs> now, one of the things, one of the things we miss with this song, you know, it's mostly bell singing. At towards the end, Scrooge kind of chimes in. The older, wiser, older now wiser yeah. Scrooge kind of chimes in. We get a little bit of uh, the old gentleman himself, Michael Caine, sings. Uh, something that I don't think he's done before in film. And uh, I mean, I know he, at the end, you know, in the closing, when he's the good Scrooge and he's happy and everything, he sings a little bit. But so if you saw this version, this would have been the first time you hear and see Michael, Michael Caine singing in a film. And uh, there's, there's a nice little video. I mentioned that there's a nice little, um, it's a, an extra, it's a DVD extra, but there's, it's also up on YouTube and I'll post the link to uh, the Facebook group and the social media of um, uh, Meredith Braun, who's playing Belle and singing, and Michael Caine in the recording studio uh, recording this song. So you get to you get to see and hear Michael Caine singing, and he's like, so uh, Meredith Braun is she's a singer. Like she she hasn't done a lot of movies. She doesn't have a, a ton of um, film credits. She's done a lot of singing and and musical theater is her main thing. Michael Caine, obviously, not a not a singer, uh, you know, but he carries his own. And I think it it works because he's like supposed to be emotional. Like if he sang too well, it would really distract. Like, you know, he's supposed <laughs> to be he's supposed to be old and heartbroken and emotional. He's not supposed to sound good. And he doesn't. He kind of leans. He leans into the not singing well bit. He's very. Yeah. Very mumblecore. <laughs> <laughs> But I also think it's a creepy tableau of this like old sad man looming over this young woman mm-hmm. who's <laughs> singing about love being gone. And it's just not a it's just not a great staging. <laughs> Look, yeah. Not a great scene blocking of that moment. Right. Well, yeah, because he's I I don't know exactly how much time has passed. He's, you know, maybe in his fifties. And she's still in his, tw- you know, she's in her 20s. It's like, ugh, that's not. And then he's kind of, you know, and, you know, she can't, she can't see him because he's sort of in the spirit form. So, you know, she doesn't know how close he's getting or he's kind of looking right over her shoulder. It does get a little creepy. It's a bit squicky. <laughs> Fortunately, like she's, you know, very, uh, you know, old England Victorian in her dre- in her dress. So it's the collar's very high up on her neck. So there's no danger of him like <laughs> there's no peeking. Yeah. He's he's not like looking down at her cleavage or anything. So at least we don't have to worry about that. You know, thankful for small. <laughs> thankful for the the prudity of Victorian era England. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think so it sounds like we're we're in, we're on agreement that taking this this song out was a good move. Oh yeah. Yeah. I want to quickly touch on so there's a couple other songs that were removed. Uh there's songs that are on they're on on the soundtrack. If you buy the soundtrack on record or tape or cassette or you know whatever. Um there's a couple songs that are there that I haven't been able to find any video of. I don't think um I don't think they ever filmed the scene. So they got cut even before they made it to to that point. Uh, one is uh, a song uh, sung by uh, 
Professor Bunsen Honeydew and Beaker. That song is Room in Your Heart. Uh, so that song, you know, would have come obviously when they're in Scrooge's office at the beginning. It would be after the opening, uh, you know, Here Comes Mr. Humbug song, but before Kermit has his one more sleep till Christmas. And so are, are either of you, did either of you have a chance to, uh, you know, are you familiar with the soundtrack or did you have a chance to listen to that song on YouTube? Well, first off, I would like to note that you suggested we might be able to purchase the soundtrack on record, tape, or CD <laughs> and seem to have completely forgotten that like tunes and Spotify are things. Like, yeah, we can, think... Or you can just stream it. You can just stream it, yeah. But you could also buy it on a record if you, you could, yeah. so desire. Or a track, uh, yeah. or you could just be like Alexa, play Muppet Christmas Carol songs. Right, right. Alexa, play Muppet Christmas Carol songs. Christmas Carol. Ah, see. <laughs> Wait, how come your Alexa was faster than mine? <laughs> okay, Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. No, Alexa, stop. I forget she's listening all the time. <laughs> Alexa, I said stop. She, she I did listen stop. to the songs. I didn't like either of them. Uh, yeah. Well, hang on. Let me actually. <laughs> yeah. So let me. I'll, I'll quickly introduce the second one, and we can talk about them like as a pair. So the second one is Chairman of the Board, uh, sung by Sam the Eagle as the headmaster, which would have been in this Christmas Past section when when uh, when the headmaster is sending off. Young Scrooge he has a little a little song where he sings about you know the, the the promise of of business and the importance of an education and someday if you work hard you could be the chairman of the board. Um, yeah, so so Brian, you did not like the songs. Nah, what did, not what did really. You, yeah, what did you think, Liz? So uh, as soon as the Bunsen Honeydew one started playing, I just went nope. Yep. And exactly. it got worse from there. Yeah. There, yeah. There was maybe one, one passable line, but that was a solid cut. I actually like the Sam the Eagle song, but I, I don't think the movie needed it. Mm-hmm. it. You could have potentially swapped it out for any of his, like any of like the actual dialogue he has with Scrooge during the montage of him growing through school. Or, you know, you could have done like the music montage where he's mm-hmm. singing as Scrooge's clapping erasers or whatever he's doing during Christmas time. <laughs> Actually, kind of, I, I, I kind of liked that song. Um, and it was basically just like capitalism, the musical. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like the idea of not not adding length to the scene or the film. It, it does have the, the one good line. That uh, well, our earlier guest Robert Black referred to work for a living, love for your work. Don't think about vacations. You can o- overcome that quirk. Insist on being heard. A squeaky wheel can't be ignored. If you do what's right, if you prove you're bright, you'll be chairman of the board. So it is. It is witty. I do think that's the better of the two songs. They both have a very. I thought they had a very similar like march, uh, mm-hmm. cadence and rhythm to them. The the uh, Honeydew and Beaker song I thought could have like could have fit in with the original Muppet movie. Um, like it's it it has like a very traditional Muppety song kind of feel to it. I think the main issue there was just Honeydew doesn't have 
the voice for it. Like he can't carry the song. It was kind of cute right. when when Beaker chimes in, but just three minutes of Bunsen Honeydew trying to sing, it didn't work for me. Um, so I thought, yeah, I, I I thought they were both good cuts. Agreed. Totally agree. Yeah. When I had some silly bits, like so that the the Beaker song, so it's um, you know, the, the title song is Room in Your Heart, but we're saying there's room in your heart for love and that you know you can change. And and very early on, there's the line, when you're ready to start, there's room in your heart for love, 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 love. And another thing that I don't think kids are are gonna be into. Now it's not a it's not a romantic song, it's not a love song between a man and a woman, you know, it's like Christmassy kind of love for your fellow man. But I don't think, um, you know, I don't think kids are into a, a song where like the lyric is love, 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 love. It's a very low kind of love, love me do kind of feel yeah. to it. Um, and I didn't think either song was particularly Christmassy. No, it's like, well, except for the, it's like love, love, love. Now give me all your money. part. <laughs> like, you're the best way for you to express your love for the fellow man is like, just give me, give me all your extra cash. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. That's an interesting thing. There take. was something about the messaging of it that I just was like, mm, this doesn't seem quite right. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's got, it all, it's got a bit, if you're ready to open your heart, well, open up your pocketbook. It's the perfect place to start. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah. It's like, you know, so yeah, the, the love of money is the root of all evil. So give all your money to me. It's like, well, yeah. Right. So. Let, let me take yeah. that off your hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know no. what? Yeah. I'll take that burden. I'll take the money. Yeah. Listen, and actually, you know what? I think it's really good that they cut that song because I think that it, that really um, devalues the whole point of mm -hmm. uh, this Christmas carol is that capitalism is bad. And right. we should, instead of giving your money to charity, people in power should work to overthrow our oppressive capitalist regimes <laughs> and thus free the lower classes to not need your handouts. Right. Yeah. So like when he... Just, you know, just so for you, a dash of communism with your Christmas. Well, yeah, but I, you know, I think kind of the, the best part at the end when he gives Bob Cratchit a raise. So he's not like, you know, Bob still, Bob has a job, you know, he's going to have to work for it, but just, you know, pay workers a living wage. It's, then that's not a handout. They're earning it with their labor. So it's, you know, yeah, we shouldn't need charity. We shouldn't need handouts if people like Scrooge just paid his workers a living wage. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, pay people for their value and use the tools of government for the collective good and providing a basic level of what people need to live and survive. Mm -hmm. And it can, if you want to earn more than that, good for you. Like, we're not going to say you deserve to a small rabbit boy living on a snowy street if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I, I do, and then though then, then, there is a bit. It does come around at the end when Scrooge runs into Bunsen and, and Beaker, and he kind of whispers, "Oh, I'm I'm going to make this donation," and um, you know, there's many back payments. But that's kind of a small bit. The really big thing is, um, you know, one giving uh, Bob Cratchit a raise, but then it's it's the things like he brings a Christmas turkey and he brings a feast and he brings gifts. It's 
you know, it's it's things that money can buy, but it's not the money themselves. He doesn't just walk around handing out money to everyone. It's it's he's giving gifts and showing that you know, it's kind of the thought that counts that he thought of them like, oh, here's something I thought you would appreciate. Yeah, he goes around and he puts bows on like more coal for all the, all of his bookkeepers because mm-hmm. that's what you know that's what they wanted. So he prepared that <laughs> for the next day. But also, he's becoming engaged in the community. Right. It's not, yeah, he's yeah. not just throwing money from afar. He's not, you know, sitting in his private jet throwing money down uh, at the rabble. He he is among them. He's participating in the community with them. At the end, yeah. he becomes like a second father to Tiny Tim. So he he stays engaged in in the community and with his workers. Right. It's yeah. He he isn't just. Yeah, he's not just holed up in his office and writing a check to charity. It's not just money that he yeah, he's out in the community. Wow, you're really he's smart. not just looking for a tax break. He's not yeah, he, yeah like that's what charity is for <laughs> rich people. It's a tax break. They like it they make more by donating than they would by keeping that in the end. It's not actually even charitable giving. Right. It's yeah, it's deeds, not just not just the money. Yeah. 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 That, uh, that L Woods core page, man, that Facebook, I got me <laughs> radicalized. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so listen, what's your, do you have a favorite bit in, I'm guessing, well, I'm guessing your, your, your favorite part of the movie is not in, in this song or in this scene, but so like, what's your, do you have like a, a, a favorite quote from the, the movie or a favorite scene? Basically anything with Rizzo is gold. Mm-hmm. But uh, my favorite Rizzo bit is when they're trying to get through the gate, jump over the gate, <laughs> and he forgets his jelly beans. And then he goes back through a hole at the bottom of the gate yeah. after all of the drama of the <laughs> going over and comes back through. And he doesn't get why Gonzo's like, wait, you could just go through that hole. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he has to coax him down. He doesn't want to jump from the top of the gate. And Gonzo's like, just jump, you'll be fine. He's like, Wait. It's all very dramatic. <laughs> I, I like that about I I connect with Rizzo on that level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's he is good. He he's definitely one of my favorites. So and then so Brian, you had said from this scene, you like now it's towards the beginning when Gonzo is looking back and forth between sort of the old Scrooge and the young Scrooge. Right. That to me is the saddest part. Yeah. I I just, I don't know. It's weird. I know, but that is the saddest part. I just feel like you could just see it in his face. He's just, he's devastated. Yeah. Just like what you were and what you, what could have been. Yeah. Oh, Oh. you got to wonder if it has to do like if Gonzo has lost a love like that. And that's why he's such a lady killer now. A chicken uh, killer. Yeah. He had a moment like that with a yeah. true love. Now he can't take any, He, you know, he doesn't yeah. take his relationship seriously because he's been, he's experienced that hurt. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he has to overcompensate to hide, to hide the hurt and hide the pain. So he's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just a lifetime bachelor, lady killer, chicken chaser. When then he <laughs> goes home alone at night and he cries into his milk. Um, yeah, maybe he's really relating to Scrooge in that moment. Yeah. Well, and it's really touching because it's we start with Scrooge and the ghost of Christmas past in the foreground and they're in focus. And 
um, the young Scrooge and Belle are further off in the distance and they're out of focus. And so the focus, it goes from Scrooge to uh, Gonzo and Rizzo sort of in the middle. And then when Gonzo turns to look back at the younger Scrooge, the focus follows him. And then the, the, the two characters further away, then they come into focus. It's just, yeah, the way he turns and the way the focus follows his gaze, um, really touching. Yeah, my little bit. I think my my favorite part, the 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 part or the part that stands out to me that that kind of touches me, is then at the end when Belle walks past when she's leaving, and I think this little bit is still in the film. Um, she walks past, and Gonzo watches her go as Rizzo is mm-hmm. you know is, is sobbing and crying on Gonzo's shoulder, and Gonzo tries to because um, Rizzo's another one who's always like you know streetwise tough kind of character doesn't show a lot of emotion, but uh, you know, this, you know, in this scene, it really gets to him. We get to see him kind of open up and be vulnerable. And, you know, I think it's good for little kids to see boy characters cry and then, you know, not be shamed for it. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Welcome to social justice. (laughs) Carol. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I, you know, I don't know. I'm. I was getting warmer on this movie, and now I. I just don't know. We'll have to wait for the next few episodes. <laughs> this is a, a step back in your appreciation. Exactly. I yeah, I know it's weird. I'm the only person that we've had on here that doesn't like this movie. So I. So for me, I don't really like the songs of the movie. Oh, the movie I like. So I kind of get it. Hmm. I just yeah, because you most of the songs are like. It's Muppety. The first song is I can get with the first song because it's mostly Muppets singing. All the like, yeah, I don't know that introduction. Here comes Mr. Humbug. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good tune. It's a banger, but I I like. Yeah, it's a banger. It's a banger. Uh, I was a little surprised. Yeah, one of the things I found doing some research preparing for the podcast is the the number of people that are not crazy about the the music in the film, and I think it's all great. I. Other than this song, which I'm not too crazy on, but the songs that actually made it into the theatrical release, I'm I'm a big fan of. I do like the music, but you know, different. And, and, but I think it holds up. You know, you can. I think you can come from that point of like, yeah, I'm not so crazy about the music, but the you know the telling of the the tale, the bits between the songs are are good enough, yeah. right? Yeah, I, and like honestly, Dotler and Waldorf as. Uh, Marley and Marley as this ghost. Marley and Marley. Yeah. Their song is not great, but they are great. And then the ghost of Christmas present is just, I mean, I would just watch the beginning scenes of him just yelling, come in and know me better, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And they like the way he repeats himself. Oh, did I, did I say that? I'm a, I'm a little forgetful spirit. Yeah. It's good stuff. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. I will toss out. Interesting. Yeah, I was just going to say, if I th- I think Meredith Braun has a great voice. She's a really good singer. Um, that one part, in addition to the, the great costuming, I do like that part of the, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of the song, but definitely the singer has it. Um, and she came out with, uh, she's got a couple solo albums that she's released. And in uh, 2017, for the 25th anniversary of uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, she released an album called When Love Is Gone, which uh, featured, you know, featured this song and, and some other standards and some new, some original songs also. 
But uh, so, yeah, if, if, if you're a fan of her voice, you want to hear, well, you'll get this song. But if you want to hear her singing some other non-Muppet songs, um, you can pick that up. And, you know, the, the album, again, it's, it's called When Love Is Gone. But, uh, yeah, I do. You know, it's not the issues are with like the, the pacing, what it does to the film and, and the writing. I certainly nothing against the actress, you know, as an actress or as a singer. Uh, Meredith Braun certainly does the, the best she can with the material. Yeah, the fault is not of hers. Yes. Yeah. So that's about all I had to say. Yeah. I don't know. You guys got it. You know, anything else? Any closing thoughts on on this scene or the the Muppet Christmas Carol? Any more hot takes? Any more uh, pot stirring? You wanna you wanna leave us with, Liz? Uh the nephew's kind of a a, a jerk. I think. You, how are you gonna? You're good. Now let's. Oh, yeah. I mean. The nephew, like he shows up in the afternoon. Come on, have dinner with us. Come to our party. And then at the party, he's like, hmm, "Who's an unwanted being?" <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of smarmy to me. So, do you think that was not a that was not a sincere invitation? Then I don't know. I felt like it was a sincere invitation. I want. I don't know. I want it to be a sincere invitation. And maybe he is being rude at the party out of hurt feelings because he did put himself out there or whatever. I don't know. But I also noticed today when I rewatched the movie before recording this that his wife is not at the Christmas Day meal at the Cratchit's house. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, just the nephew seems like a little bit sus to me. Interesting. See, I was always, I've always been a fan of Fred, but yeah, kind of watching it more closely and hearing what some other people are saying, I'm, I kind of see what you're saying. It is a little, yeah, strange. It's like the kind of the, the day before, like, because obviously this would have been a party that he'd been planning for a while since Christmas is so important to him. He's just going to pop in last minute and be like, hey, you want to come to our party? Here's a wreath. Come play word games with me and my much younger than you friend group. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he had a secret lady he was going to invite if he could get uh, Ebenezer to show up, and so he also was like, mm, "Sorry, lady, I don't have a blind date for you at this party," and she didn't show up, and she brought the really good snacks. Mm-hmm. So he was really upset because now he didn't have the good snacks. Yeah, what his his wife? What's her name? Clara. Maybe Clara has like an old spinster aunt, and they were gonna try to fix up old Ebenezer. Yeah, and they were gonna like yeah do a parent trap. <laughs> <laughs> they were gonna parent trap him. I kind of want to see also that. The spinster, yeah, yeah but the spinster aunt brings the good ants to the the good ants the good treats to the party. <laughs> I meant you didn't come. <laughs> yeah so any any closing thoughts brian well like i said <laughs> I, I yeah i i like i do like the scene better without the song but mm-hmm. I, I just yeah i don't know i'm just not feeling this movie right now all right all right well I, we've I, got we've got four more parts we're going to come into uh you know we're out of with with the end of the song and the end of the scene, we're away from the ghost of Christmas past, and we've got mm-hmm. uh, we've got the present and future ahead of us. So right. we still got time to I was, turn I was you around. On it, and now I'm a little bit low, so I'll have to okay. see how the next episode's pan out. Yeah, all right. I 
That's where you're supposed to be right now. Listen, that's maybe this is the whole thing. I'm going through the, the transformation. <laughs> yes, this has been your trip with the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the, the ghost of deleted scenes past. That's right. There you go. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll All see right, how it yeah. goes. Well, Liz, thank you once again for for coming through, uh, for speaking with us and bringing all your your insightful and informative opinions. If our listeners, and I know they do, if they want to hear more from you, where can they find you? What are you doing these days? You got to look real hard on the internet to find me these (laughs) days. There are 96 episodes of pretty much just my opinions um, on Mean Girls Minute. And uh, they're into waiting for content like how it took so long for this deleted song to come back into the into the you know fold of the family that is muppets christmas yeah. carol almost 30 years ah so it's been a 30 year wait for that we're going on what uh two two years now for the podcast way to do minute so you know maybe in fewer than 28 years you can hear that podcast mm-hmm. in real life and not just your dreams yeah, we'll, we'll be waiting for Way to Dune Minute. Uh, listeners, of course, you find us wherever you found this. Uh, we're at the uh, we're at the website, nextscenepod.com, the social media, at nextscenepod, Jelly the Month Club, is our Facebook group. And once again, there are only three more sleeps till the next episode. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us. God bless us, everyone. The love we found, the love we found, we carry with us, so we're never quite alone. Yeah.